back. Talk to you on Sports Radio WHB and RBN, the Race Boys Broadcasting Network. Don't forget, you can always watch Track Talk or any show that's done live out of the McCarthy Auto Group studio uh, right here on Facebook, Twitter, or RacingBoys.com. Twitter, it's at Racing Boys. On Facebook, it's the Racing Boys Network. And all you have to do is go to RacingBoys.com. There's a little link up at the top of the page. You click on that link. It says Track Talk. And it will take you to our live video and audio that we have here this morning. I am live from the National Sprint Car Hall of Fame and Museum. Kirk Elliott, Todd Surprise, back in the McCarthy Auto Group studio at Racing Boys HQ. But right now, I'm going to take time to visit with a long, long, long time friend of the Racing Boys. And, and we couldn't be any prouder of what this man has accomplished in his lifetime. Bob Baker joins us now. Bob, how you doing? Good. Thanks for having us on the show this morning. It's great to be here and have you guys at the Hall of Fame. Before we get into what's going on here at the Hall of Fame, let's talk about how excited you heard about you hearing how well it went at Lakeside last night. I saw that picture and I was real excited. It looked like a world of outlaw crowd in the grandstands at Lakeside last night. And that's so good. They've had such a hard time with the weather and the floods and the water and everything else. So it's so good, like you said, to see the media in Kansas City get behind the racetrack and help them fill those grandstands up a little bit. Yeah. You know, we're only hopeful that that crowd will show up for the the remainder of the weeks for the season and maybe that will help them offset a little bit of the cost because small crowds is not going to help he needs big crowds right now so for the fans that are out there listening do us a favor go to lakeside let's see that bigger crowd every week until they decide to quit running for the season so let's make sure we try to make that happen i think uh, you're a little passionate about lakeside aren't you yep you know my brother and i start going to the old lakeside at 9300 leavenworth road years ago uh, to watch what was race. your first year there? First year at the new lakeside. Was, no, old lakeside. First year at the old lakeside, I was probably 16 or 17 years old. So it was probably back in like the 70s sometime. 66 was my first year ago. I went to watch Jerry Weld race with Vernon Pittman. So that's my first memories. And then from that point on, it was lakeside, riverside, I-70. Those were my tracks when I was growing up. And, well, all of those tracks mean a little bit to you too, don't they? They sure do. Did you ever get to go to Olympic Stadium? I went to Olympic Stadium for several races uh, right towards the end of its uh, run. And I, I remember going to uh, Olympic to see the Joey Chitwood stunt team go there one time. That was really a special one. I did not see that show, but my dad used to take us to a lot of the midget races on Sunday nights at Olympic Stadium. And the place was packed. You had to get there an hour, hour and a half ahead of time just to get a place to park a couple of blocks away. So it was quite memory, good memories from Olympic. Well, speaking of uh, good memories, we've got a lot of great memories downstairs right now as uh, the most expensive car collection in the history of the National Sprint Car Hall of Fame and Museum is down here right now. Uh, this A.J. Foyt collection is just special. Tell everybody what's down there. Well, it is a world-class exhibit. You're correct about that. We've got two cars on loan from the Indianapolis Motor Speedway. We've got A.J. Foyt's rookie car from the 1958 Indy 500. It's one of those big, large roadsters that all of us love. And then right next to it is the car, the roadster that he won his first Indy 500 in. Each of those cars we have uh, insured for a million dollars apiece. Then we have AJ's uh, 24-hour of Le Mans backup car, which is a very interesting story. It's a GT40, a red number four. It's got lots of really small details that you don't see on normal race cars on it. But the man that loaned it to us, Tom Malloy from California, he said, Bobby goes, this car is worth $3 million. And I said, Tom, how did you value that car at $3 million? He goes, well, I'll tell you, Bob. He goes, last year a man came into my museum and he offered me $3 million for it. And I turned him down. And I said, okay. 
that's that's how you value that car three million dollars so that is the most expensive car in the collection then the backup car the backup car yep that is the most expensive car in our museum that we've ever had here collectively we've got nine of aj foyt's cars we've got his dirt champ car a midget a sprint car uh, several indy cars uh, it's just a great collection did, did you tell me the total value of those cars around four million no, I think it's closer to about 7.5 on all the cars together. Wow, that that's unbelievable. And for um, our listeners back in Kansas City, um, if they're big Jesse Hockett fans, they should be coming up this weekend too. We've got a great tribute to Jesse Hockett with video of Jesse and his racing career. Three of the race cars he drove, they're not replica cars or cars made to look like Jesse's cars. They're the actual cars he sat in, the steering wheel he held onto, and got one of the pedal cars he won at Lakeside Speedway. and another pedal car from Manzanita. So a lot of memorabilia we've got with the Jesse Hockett tribute that we've got in the museum right now. Yeah. Well, it's getting close. August 10th, right around the corner, uh, the Corvette uh, giveaway. People can make a purchase to uh, uh, donations to try to win that bet. Or if they don't want the bet, what is it? It's $75,000 they're going to give them? That's right. We'll do the drawing here next Saturday night during the Knoxville Nationals. You can either take the $75,000 cash or the Torch Red 2019 Z6 Corvette we have in our lobby. It's one of the last front-engine Corvettes that Chevrolet is going to produce because they go to the mid-engine car next year. And all you have to do is go to winaz06corvette.com to make a purchase, make a donation to our museum. We passed our goal of $150,000 yesterday afternoon, so... Definitely the Corvette's going to be given away or someone's going to walk out of here after the Nationals next week with $75,000. I'm going to take the Corvette. What would you take? I think I'd take the Corvette because I think the Corvette is going to be worth more in about a year once there's no more front engine. You know, originally at the beginning of this year, everybody was waiting for the mid-engine car to come out. And now that they've seen the pictures of the mid-engine car and know a little bit more about it, the front engine car has become a lot more popular. So I think as time goes on, this car will be worth a lot more money. I, I, I'm i still up in arms over the mid-engine deal. Uh, give me a kind of a front-engine Corvette. That's all, you know, that's what Corvettes are, right? We, they don't need to be formerly GTs. They don't need to be Ford GTs or anything like that. Just keep it a Corvette. I think the new Corvettes right now are better looking than at any time. I, I, I do like the 67 Corvette. It's kind of my, my favorite. But the new body style of the Corvettes are fantastic. This one we have in our lobby only has four miles on it. So it is a brand new Torch Red Corvette. We've had the top off it for a few photos and everything. Whenever we take the top off, people are just wowed with the red leather interior that we have on the car. It's really a nice looking car. You know, I was sitting outside this morning and I was reading the sign that uh, David Goodson has out here for Impact, from Impact Signs, Awnings and Wrap, great supporters of the Racing Boys. And uh, they were showing all the events and all the shows and speakers. There's so much going on every day, just all day long, every day here at the National Sprint Car Hall of Fame and Museum, isn't there? There sure is. From the time we open at 8 o'clock every morning until the races are over each night, uh, during the day we have fanfare forums, we have an auction, our Nationals auction next Saturday, we have a golf tournament right up the street in Pella next Friday, and more speakers and autograph drivers, celebrities, and sprint car racing every hour here in the museum. So it's a fun place to be, not just because of the cars in the museum, but also because of all the celebrities and all the free forums that you get for only five bucks when you walk in. Yeah. I know one of them that I was interested in is Johnny Gibson's going to be talking about the world of outlaws. And, uh, I think Johnny, you know, there's not many people that do what we do. 
you know, there's about 15 of us. We counted that up once. 15 people do what we do across America. And Johnny Gibson's been doing as long as anybody. He's 20 years into his run with World of Outlaws. I'm 11 years into the run with AESCS National Tour. But when you get a guy that's been out there 20 years, he's got a lot of insight. And that's going to be really good. You know, Johnny's been doing this particular fanfare for him for almost 20 years now. During our World of Outlaw, or during our Knoxville Nationals World of Outlaws event, he comes in and he talks for about 30 minutes, and then he lets people ask questions about what's it like on the road, what are the drivers like, what's it like to to live on the road with the World of Outlaws, is it really like a circus, or what's it like, you know, going across the country and seeing all these states and racetracks and people, and and Johnny's just so good about you know sharing everything with people when he comes in. Some things he probably has to say no comment. I'm just going to say as a person that travels across the country, but it is, it's, you know, it becomes a lifestyle when you do what we do, you know, when you live in the trenches and you run up and down the road and you don't go home for weeks at a time, um, it becomes a lifestyle. And to be honest with you, for me personally, when I get home after being gone six or seven weeks, I'm home four or five days, I'm ready to go again, just enough to recharge my battery and get going. So um, I think I'm going to do what Johnny did. I'm going to try to buy me a nice old bus and, and kind of move in that direction in the future. Bob, tell everybody uh, what's going on here um, this week, next week, and what they'd expect. We already talked about the giveaways, but some of the stuff that we might have forgot, just fill everybody in. Well, of course, we talked about our salute to champion, A.J. Foyt, and all the fanfare forums. But if you're sitting in Kansas City right now or listening anywhere across the country, Tonight, we have the 360 Nationals. Tomorrow night, the Capitani Classic. And then Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday, biggest race of the year, almost a million dollars in prize money, as Ralph Capitani used to call it, the granddaddy of them all, the Knoxville Nationals. This will be the 59th annual Knoxville Nationals. And we've got a brand-new sponsor this year with NOS Energy Drinks. So we're real excited to have NOS in Knoxville. And all the fans, you know, Knoxville Raceway is looking for a sellout on Saturday night like they had last year. And so they have encouraged people, if they're coming just for Saturday, to please call and get your tickets in advance. Uh, as of Monday at the fair board meeting, they still had about 5,000 tickets left. So they know they're going to sell out this coming Saturday. Yeah, they'll gobble up those tickets pretty quick. Well, Bob, thanks for taking the time with us here. And uh, we'll be back on Wednesday. We'll be back here next Saturday. We'll talk to you about some more stuff. And uh, what time is that drawing on the 10th? The drawing is going to be right before the A feature on Saturday night. We close off the people being able to make donations and purchase their chances at 9 o'clock, 9 p.m. Central is the last time you can purchase a win a Z06 Corvette sweepstakes ticket. And then as soon as that's over, we'll probably be on the stage doing the drawing. And a person doesn't have to be here to win, right? No, you do not have to be here to win. You can win anywhere in the country as long as you have one of those golden tickets from winaz06corvette.com. How much so are the go tickets? win a Z06 Corvette.com and register now, folks. You still have time to win. It should be a great one. All right, Bob. We well, appreciate you, man. Always uh, letting us come up here, getting up early after a late night last night. You got your staff in here getting the place cleaned up for tonight's action. You're always gracious with your time, and uh, we appreciate you. Thank you so much, and thanks to our great staff. They worked overnight. They were still here when we got here this morning. Inside, you know, hosing off everything, getting things cleaned up the race fans tonight so thanks to our great staff for all the extra hours they put in to make it great for the race fans that come to see us yeah. and thanks for being a great ambassador to motorsports too by the way all motorsports i know you're up here at the national sprint car hall of fame and museum but you're an all motorsports guy thank you so much thank you scott and thank you kurt back in the studio and everybody that helps us 
promote Knoxville and the National Sprint Car Hall of Fame and Museum. All right, there you have it, Kurt. Uh, Bob Baker, man, you can't help but like that guy. He's uh, one of the best in our industry. All right, we're going to take a quick break. Uh, when we come back, I don't know if we're going to play the Jake Buback interview. He won last night the 305 Belleville Nationals prelim night. $7,000 on the line there tonight. We'll talk about that more when we come back with Track Talk. Track Talk. And race on in to the 7th Annual McCarthy 2000 sales event. Go to shopmccarthy.com for more and great supporters of grassroots racing. And we appreciate all their support they've given us for so many years. Scott, I think uh, we had your microphone. I'm not sure we got your microphone turned on. There we go. So uh, anyway, the Hall of Fame up there, uh, that, that's one of the places that I always look forward to. Matter of fact, it's one of the first places I go to when I get up there even before to see the races uh, because they change so much in the Hall of Fame up there every year. Uh, it's different, and I only get up there about once a year, but it, it's so different every time you go up there. you got to pay a visit to the Hall of Fame every year you go to Knoxville because of all the changes that's made up there every year. Well, they're opened uh, October through March, and they have different business hours during those times. But Monday through Friday, they're open from 10 a.m. to 6 p.m., Saturday noon to 5 p.m., Sunday noon to 5 p.m., seven days a week, by the way, here at the Hall of Fame. April through September, uh, they're open from 10 a.m. to 6 p.m., and Saturday, uh, 8 a.m. to 5 p.m., and on Sundays, 12 noon to 5 p.m. So, again, every day of the week, they're open. And uh, come in and check out all the great collection. I'm sitting here looking at pictures. See, Kirk, I save my time to go and look at everything when we get done with the show. I go down there, I walk around, and take my time. Nobody's in there. I kind of feel like it's a little one-on-one time with the cars that are in the museum down there when I go. So that's what I'll be doing as soon as I wrap up here. I'll be going downstairs to check it out. It should be a lot of fun. Can't wait. That's the best time to do it, and that's before all the heavy crowds come rolling in. So yeah. you got pretty yeah, much free reign of the yeah. place there for a while. Yeah. So they got a lot of great things going on this week, Kirk. Uh, uh, starting uh, the last couple of days, they've had some stuff, but um, let's talk about what they're doing next week. August 7th, they're going to have the International Sprint Car Racing with host David Mills. He's from Premier Speedway in uh, Australia. Uh, and then also going to have a, a building uh, uh, of the Speedway Motors EMI National Sprint Car Hall of Fame and Museum raffle car um, with Greg. Uh, you guys know Greg Nichols over there at, uh, at Speedway. He's a good guy. He's always been around, always been helpful with the racing boys. They're going to have the World of Outlaw Sprint Cars with host Johnny Gibson. He'll be talking about that. He'll be in the theater. Uh, and, and the list is long. Just go to their website. But They've got a lot going on next week, every day, something happening here at the museum. Bob's doing a great job, again, getting in some of these special guests to speak to people, and it's always a good time over here at the National Sprint Car Hall of Fame Museum. Just go to the website. You can find out more about all the stuff that's happening. Yeah, and again, uh, they announced the Priority Aviation $20,000 sponsorship the other day. Lance DeWeese uh, did that. That's pretty good competition they had over the last several months. Uh, it looked like Carson McCarl was uh, going to make a run at it, but these guys were really going for it. And Lance DeWeese uh, made a big push on it, and uh, he was able to pick up that sponsorship, and that raised a lot of money for the Hall of Fame. So congratulations to Lance DeWeese and his team for picking it up. Yeah, 
Hey, speaking of a winner, Kirk, last night, Jake Bubak picked up the win at the 305 Belleville Nationals. It's the prelim night. Um, and I think we got some sound, don't we? Yeah, we talked with uh, Jake after his fourth straight win at Belleville last night. He picked up the $2,500 top prize in the preliminary round at the second annual Belleville 305 Nationals. And here's that conversation. Yeah, we, we've got it going right now. This car and this motor combination has been uh, very good to us. Is this same type of uh, situation you had, I mean, same same car last year, or is it, what's yeah, different? Yeah, same car, same motor, same, same everything as we brought here last year. Well, tell us about how this race transpired. First of all, where did you start, and take us through the, the laps of this race tonight. Um, just with the format, I started fourth in the heat race and won that. And then we had to start sixth in the qualifier because we were second high point and we won the qualifier also. So we, we ended up starting on the front row or on the pole. And uh, we had a we had a pretty bad stumble. So Jason actually got to jump on us and led the first couple laps. But when once we got going, I was able to, you know, reel him back in and, and get back around him. Where's the best part of that racetrack to pass on? The, the, the top is is really fast around here. And you were able to ride high. Was there much of a cushion at all? Yeah, there was. The track we had we had quite a bit of rain here today, so the track was pretty pretty um, wet and heavy, and it was real rough in the middle. So I was I was actually up above all the rough stuff and pr- pretty high, a little higher than than most anyone else was running. Now tomorrow night you got more money on the line. Uh, what the, more laps too? Yeah, should, I, should be ten more laps. Um, and for a lot bigger pay, so we definitely need to step up our program and uh, get a, get the car to take off a lot better. Well, I assume all the rain is out of the area. How different do you expect the track to be tomorrow night than what you saw tonight? You know, the other three nights we've been here, other than tonight, the track's been real consistent, um, pretty slick and dry to a, a, a real fast top up, up near the guardrail. So that, that's kind of what we're expecting for tomorrow. Now it's a complete different show tomorrow night. You got to go through the qualifying and uh, everything you put yeah. t- tonight aside and go for tomorrow night. The only difference is more money on the line. <laughs> yep. So we definitely want that, and we want to repeat this race definitely. So what do you do between now and tomorrow night to get ready for the big show? Uh, just our our normal maintenance. Just do what we always do here between races, and uh, you know we should we should be just fine. Yeah. Belleville is not for the faint of heart. What is the biggest challenge of running this racetrack and succeeding there? Um, just how big it is. Um, you, you need to carry a lot of speed and momentum, and, and you can't move the steering wheel. You have to be as smooth as you possibly can. So that that's probably the biggest challenge. And then once you get into lot traffic and you have to get out of the line you've been running you know, up until that point, that, that's the hardest part. You got a couple of competitors there you had to fend off tonight that uh, that that's been around sprint car racing a long time in three sixties and whatever and that the I mean Jason Martin and Tim Crawley uh, just kind of talk about those guys competition level is pretty stiff. Yeah, and 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 up until a couple laps left, uh, Craig Delansky was running in the top five also. So between him and Jason Martin, that's a lot of a lot of outlaw races and a lot of years on the on the on the road with outlaws for those two. And then Tim Crawley with all his success with, with 360. It, it's cool to beat all those guys, but uh, it, I don't know. We, we came here and we were fast last year and uh, we expected to win. And uh, I'm, I'm just glad we were able to do it. 
And Jake Buback certainly has Belleville Highbanks mastered as dominant as he has been. He swept this event last year. Looks like he's well on his way here. And this thing pays pretty good money for 305 sprints. $1,000 to start the race and $7,500 to win. You'll be able to listen to live uh, coverage of that tonight on Racing Boys. We have the live audio feed, free audio from Belleville and Knoxville tonight. Speed Shift TV's doing the live video over to Belleville. Dirtvision.com doing the live video from Knoxville. But we got the free live audio coverage from both these events tonight on Racing Boys. Yeah, that's going to be good, Kirk. I mean, we got uh, we've got the 360 Nationals. You got you got the Belleville 305 Nationals. It's going to be good, man. It's a lot going on tonight on RacingBoys.com. So, Kirk, how did you like having Scotty Cook up there with me in the booth last night? I enjoyed that. It was good to have him up there with you. I I was watching uh, pretty intently, more more so on Thursday night than last night. I had the prime time show uh, going last night, but we saw quite a bit of last night as well. So I had your audio and I had the video from dirt vision up there, but uh, I enjoyed listening to you and Scotty uh, with commentary up there. Well, it was just like old times. Uh, and truly I miss him out there with me. So wish I could figure out a way to afford him and get him back out there with us. But, uh, um, just not sure how I can do that, but man, if we could pick up a sponsor or something, uh, I'd love to see Scotty Cook back out there traveling with us up and down the road. I know he's down there in New Mexico now, and he's got a good gig going on, but I'd sure love to have him back out on the road with me because we've had a lot of – I don't know if you noticed, Kirk, but we shared a lot of memories as we go through the night. Yeah, so. and you, you've you been doing some uh, live Facebook uh, stuff too. You had the pre-race shows the previous two nights. You're going to do it again tonight, and uh, you'll be there all next week too doing yeah, a lot of shows, uh, impromptu interviews. You never know when they're going to happen. Whenever you get some yep. drivers and people hooked up from the uh, Race Boys uh, Souvenir Trader, you got a great location for that trailer, by the way, uh, right across from the Dingus Lounge. It's not hard to spot. And, Kirk, uh, we've made an agreement. Uh, we've got to work out all the details. But next year, uh, the Racing Boys trailer will be in the Dingus Lounge parking lot next cool. year. So we've worked that out. We'll be on the busiest corner of Knoxville, uh, right there at 14 right in front of the racetrack where all the fans walk in. So uh, AJ and I got together the other night, had a meeting, and he said he'd love to have us come over there, and he'd feed us a bunch of guests. So we're going to move our old Racing Boys trailer. Next year we'll be at the Dingus Lounge, and we'll be doing live broadcasting from there. So it should be good. Uh, I hate to bring this up, uh, but uh, we got to. It's big news. Williams Grove yeah, Speedway had it. a tragic accident last night out in Pennsylvania. A uh, spectator uh, lost his life after a car uh, went outside the racetrack. Uh, I don't have all the details of what happened out there, but I, you know, this just goes to show, uh, Scott, that uh, it's heads up for everybody uh, whenever they go around you know, a racetrack. You know, Kirk, Scotty and I have always told people that when you go to a sprint car race, you really got to have your head on a swivel. Got to be paying attention all the time. You can never let your guard down for a lot of reasons. Most people know, you know, these cars that you can't see out of them very well. Um, you know, it, it, for a lot of reasons, they don't they don't have good brakes. Um, you know, it, 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 I don't know. The sad thing about what happened last night, I was told that the guy that got struck and died was one of their push truck drivers. 
and he was walking around as a spectator in the infield at the time that he was struck. So that's kind of sad. God dedicates his life to helping push off race cars. Uh, his name was Richard Speck, 67, of Mechanicsburg, uh, pronounced dead at the scene of multiple traumatic injuries, uh, according to the press release sent out uh, by the track just after midnight uh, by the office of Cumberland County uh, Coroner Charles Huff. The accident occurred around 9.30 last night when two cars that were coming out of turn four got tangled up. That caused one to lose control and strike the inside wall, which propelled it over the top of the infield fence and into Speck, who was sitting in the back of his truck that was parked along the fence. So a tragic accident, and uh, thoughts and prayers go out to uh, Richard Speck's family and all the people at Williams Grove. Just a tragic thing. Yeah, that sucks. I'll just say it. All right, folks, don't forget our number two is coming up here in just a moment. We'll have it all live for you. We will not be on Sports Radio 810, but if you follow this show long enough to know, we will be live on our Facebook page, Racing Boys Network, on Twitter, at Racing Boys, or you can go straight to the website, racingboys.com, click on the Track Talk logo at the top of the page. That will redirect you to our video that we have. And um, come on, hang out with us. Hour number two, a little bit different than hour number one. We kind of let it go a little bit more, as we say, in hour number two. So... It uh, should be good. Who knows who we'll talk to. Uh, we're going to reach out to a couple people. Hopefully we'll get them on. And uh, we'll hope that you'll join us again. Hour number two, like hour number one, brought to you by McCarthy Auto Group. Kirk Elliott will continue to be at the McCarthy Auto Group studio. And I will be here at the National Sprint Car Hall of Fame and Museum. Got anything to add, Kirk? Uh, nope, that's it. So uh, we'll have those broadcasts tonight. And stay tuned. Hour 2 exclusively on RacingBoys.com. We'll talk to you next week here on Track Talk here on Sports Radio 810.